Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Lily, what's something that works so well that it's basically magic? I, not to be so American, but I love aircon. Another thing that works like magic is selling whatever you want to sell on Shopify. And you're using Shopify? I'm using Shopify magic to whip up captivating content that converts. And do they have amazing customer service when you have a snag or a rafu? Oh yes, when a rafu comes to town, my dear, I simply call them, I phone them up on my telephone. Oh, so wonderful. What you need to do is you need to sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash book club now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash book club. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Celebrity Book Club Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore Your husband's gone and we've got books And a bottle of wine to kill It's Hollywood It's books It's gossip I'm shook It's memoirs It's It's Studio 54 Celebrity Book Club Come read it while it's hot Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Okay, so this week we are doing a fucking book by one of the most awesome fucking dudes in the entire Marvel universe. (laughs) One of the most fucking dope-ass straight men in the extended straight man universe. If you open the dictionary of dope-ass men, he's the front page. I mean, he invented, I think, a lot of personalities, or maybe he just sort of like crystallized a personality that was already in existence. I think it was already in existence, and he gave the kind of the mascot to that personality. Yes, he's the mascot for a generation. Of course, we're talking about no Seth good... Rogen. I was say, yeah, weed smoker oh. Seth Rogen. And we'll get Famous into whether donor. it's Rogen or Rogan. Obviously, I w- it's more fun to say Rogen. Because the that that sort of softer J is a is a sluttier, gayer way to say it, and I think that we should also maybe uh, announce what else is happening on this episode. Yeah, it's kind of a huge first because we're doing famous, straight, awesome guy Seth we thought, Rogen. Rogan. We thought to invite maybe the awesomest, definitely <laughs> the straightest <laughs> guy we know. Who Some also people ha- think he's gay, but he's straight. But he's totally not. Which I wouldn't think. I, I wouldn't say that's something that people would say about Seth Rogen. 
They know he's straight. And I want to set the record straight to say that our guest is straight. Totally straight. Please welcome to the stage (laughs) one of the straightest people, legendary friend and DJ Daniel Fisher. Also known Um, as DJ Physical Therapy. Woo! Um, Wicca, Wicca! Hey, best friends. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> you actually are. You actually literally yeah. can say, hey, best friends. Hey, well, that's okay. Uh, hey, best friends. Now, Daniel, you are Jewish. Yeah. I, you know, and I was trying to figure out how few straight people do you guys know that you had to invite me on as your token straight guest. But then I realized... You invited me because I'm Jewish. Yeah. Well, it's a double whammy. <laughs> Jewish double straight whammy. guy. What? No, you're not just our insurance policy against <laughs> getting labeled as anti-Semitic. You're way more than that. You have an insightful view into culture and music. Not that Seth Rogen has anything to do with music. <laughs> yeah, famous music guy, Seth Rogen. But also, like, you're from the suburbs. Yeah, it's about suburban Jewish male white guy stoner culture yeah i mean which does apply to me and i do have some notes about that but i just want to say what is this really about is this really about you guys feeling guilty for not having me on the steve aoki episode are we guilty or are you sad i'm fine i'm totally secure in whether or not i'm on secure. or off podcasts the red table is open and in many ways <laughs> yeah. after the steve aoki episode i thought to myself you know what our friend daniel would have had a lot of insight into this person's career because of not just the cake throwing but obviously djing itself and remixing and production and festivals and getting booked and all of that because you know some of that stuff seemed like a little bit of a mystery to you and you guys were trying to parse it out yeah, but and yet <laughs> this is not an investigative podcast. And I think at the end of the day, sometimes people enjoy to watch us fumble through the dark and yes. to sort of watch us discover Make because mistakes. they relate to that. You know, we are human. As Tyra Banks says, perfection is boring. Human is beautiful. Well, I'm glad your your corporate overlords finally let you have a guest on with less than 10,000 followers. <laughs> If you would just be honest, Red Table stuff with me for a second, because I just really, and then we'll move on to the book. When it, that Steve Aoki episode was released, what was your first feeling? Were you pausing it so much and just being like, oh, I would have said that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I genuinely felt like I would have had things to contribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a funny episode. And I enjoyed it, so. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, this edition okay. of the Red Table Talk is closed. <laughs> yeah. I'm painting the Red yeah. Wayfair Table white again. We can go back to regular table. <laughs> um, okay, so, Daniel, would you mind? I mean, tell us a little bit about your background as a suburban Jewish male. <laughs> uh, well, I grew up in suburban New Jersey, which I guess is probably in a lot of ways similar to suburban Vancouver. Which is where Seth Rogen is from. I know, you Um, always forget that he's Canadian. I mean, that's the thing about Canadian people is like part of their whole identity is you forgetting that they're Canadian. They Mm -hmm. don't want you to be remembering it too much unless they're Celine Dion and they're like French Canadian and it's like such an important piece. It's just like Bieber and Alanis like don't need you to be constantly thinking that they're Canadian. It's something you kind of find out like after you've known someone for a while. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're Canadian? Yeah. Like, I guess we're not friends. Yeah. It's a sort of more <laughs> of a surprise. Um, so you're from New Jersey where Seth Rogen's dad is also from. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot of lines being drawn. And I also was a stoner 
although we veered past in that I spent two years uh, being a non-practicing bisexual. He never gets to that. So he, so his book is very, it's it's a memoir, I'll say for our listeners, um, but it's also a series essays, of funny essays. funny essays. Fucking just like funny ass essays and shit and like cool shit that happened. I listened to it as a book on tape, so it was so not even a book at all. It was just like a stand-up special that was six hours long. Yeah. I, too, listened on tape, which was fun. I did enjoy it, but I feel like it's that same thing happened to me where it's like I'm just hearing him being like fucking dope as fuck. And yeah, some stuff kind of, is lost. <laughs> like reading the book, it there as someone of reading experience, it was like every page was being like, and then like... I thought it had the most intense pot brownie I've ever had, but then, dude, <laughs> some brownies really hit you. That being said, Barack Obama is the man. <laughs> be yeah. like, okay, sort of bringing it back to your kind of mainstream liberal perspective. <laughs> like, it was always just like, and let me just, and let me just remind y'all that I worship. <laughs> The veer to politics Obama. in the last third of the book is so random. And also his like semi-woke parts where he, that he has to put in where he's like, don't get me wrong. I seriously do respect sex workers. But like, <laughs> how ridiculous is pornography? <laughs> the, uh, the wokery throughout the book it's when it's so interjected and you just be like, and listen, in many ways, like anti-weed stigma has been used to oppress people of color. And that's oh, yet I- another reason why I like to smoke weed and you're just like okay well, you're, it's just like <laughs> you're a stoner <laughs> the book is like 65 percent just him telling like the real life stories that inspired super bad and then like 20 percent his actual career and then 30 percent like him talking about trying to get jack dorsey to like ban republicans Trump. from twitter yeah he just gets like full kathy griffin towards the end um i wanted to do something on this pod that i've never done in honor of seth rogan what are you gonna toke on toking oh my oh, god really, the lack of i'm taking dude it's that uh, better be oregano which is what they use in oh movies. lack of professionalism i guess you didn't read the book for generations according to seth rogan <laughs> Weed has actually been helping people like get in contact with their emotions. Um, okay, so the weed philosophy part is just like, and here's like what I think about it. Like, no one says that if you wear shoes, that your feet like aren't getting like their most authentic experience of the world. Like, they just help your feet go through the world. So, like, weed helps your brain. They're just shoes for the brain, which I was kind of like, okay. I know that was such a stoner analogy. I mean, just being like, (laughs) I mean, he's a stoner, yes. And then, I mean, and then he goes into his really anti alcohol thing. He's like, what if I told you about a drug where you felt awesome for an hour, dizzy for three hours, (laughs) blacked out, and then felt bad the next day? I was like, it seems like he's really bad at drinking. Like, he makes it sound not fun at would, all. Would y'all say that's a Jewish trait? Not to cry. <laughs> I think that my Jewish mother could go shot for shot with your she, non-Jewish mother. She could go shot yeah. for shot with all our mothers combined. No, dude, Daniel's mom, not only Puts can it she fucking... Not only can all she fucking get it, she's a fucking beast. Like, I've done Edward Maker's Mark hands with her. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a handle of makers in each hand. And, and we just went shot for shot for shot. And if you could bleep her name because she is a titan, <laughs> a titan of industry. <laughs> <laughs>
No, but dude, last time, I mean, I feel like I haven't ripped a bong in so many years. And then this summer, I literally ripped a bong with your mom because she peer pressured me into it. <laughs> I know. Now your mom is so Seth Rogen. <laughs> I mean, your whole family is very well, Seth Rogen. <laughs> and I think this has to do with why Seth Rogen now in his like late phase of this career is this kind of like hot twee like mainstream stoner guy who's starting he's a weed right. entrepreneur he just house plant you know His because fucking vase line you no longer have to be counterculture to like be a totally to be jewish now jewish it's stoner. mainstream like he could be a senator he absolutely could be a senator did you guys see that Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl movie that was like their post? This is um, their post knocked up movie where she was like a politician. He becomes her bodyguard. Oh, okay, that, to see that. No, no, that it, was not with Catherine Heigl. That was with um, Charlize Theron. Oh. Uh, and I almost watched it on a plane. Honestly, dude, pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, so, top Seth Rogen movies. Let's go, dudes. <laughs> the way I like haven't I seen I can't any think of, of a single one. I mean, I watched um, Pineapple Express when I was very depressed a couple of months ago. and More like Pineapple Depressed. <laughs> it wasn't as funny. I feel like those movies, when you first saw them, it was like, because he is kind of our age, or maybe a little bit older, and it was us being like, he's definitely older. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah. Okay. We're fucking babies, dude. Well, because he was talking about September 11th, and I was like, wait, is he our age? But then it was like, he was like, a, he was a little bit older than us on September 11th. I guess there 11th. was a moment when his his oeuvre started, and like, you know, the knocked up community and super bad and all those movies <laughs> coming out, that it was like, it was the first time that like, Pod had been mainstreamed in for our like, generation, like Cheech and Chong and like, stuff had happened in like, previous decades, but I feel like it was the, it was the total millennial stoner kings. The millennial stoner. Well, but I mean, post half baked. And also, those were like cult movies. Yes. For like me and my suburban stoner friends would seek out movies like yeah. Half Baked, Idle Hands, like Dazed and Confused. But remember that? What was it called? Grandma? What was that like? Oh, Grandma's that movie's Boy? so funny. Grandma. Grandma's we Boy. We thought that we, we saw that in high school. That's yeah. We thought that. With was John, and that was Johnny Knoxville. Also, but, can we just talk for a second about how Stephen? I mean, this is just you being a repressed gay, and Daniel. Thank God you kind of missed this era of Stephen being like so crazy <laughs> and high on his horse and anti weed. And like once, like when you caught like me and caught in quotes me and your brother smoking weed, and you like flipped out and started screaming and crying. <laughs> this is when I loser. Wait, the, and this is when I said you're going to be a. Girlfriend, girlfriend not having basement, basement living. living. <laughs> and Loser. you weren't that far off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ironic. Well, actually, you and my brother both have girlfriends right now. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. <sighs> so I guess you guys had the last laugh. Yep, but then you became a fucking stoner and you named a bong Elaine. <laughs> Is that insane that I went from being the most angry anti-stoner to buying a bong? In the fucking West Village, Whoa. freshman year of college, Crazy. and naming it Elaine because me and my two speedmates, we were like, we're George and Jerry and Kramer. Daniel, I feel like you were so much more of an accomplished stoner than I was in high school. 
Like you oh, knew yeah. where to get I weed. Was, that was, I was a stoner in a way where like that was my identity. I mean, you like literally are Seth Rogen because he also <laughs> talks about just like accidentally dealing shrooms. And I feel like you were also like getting caught with pills and then like have you getting in such trouble with your like Jewish parents who love you to death and would just like never actually punish you at all. And like they were fake mad at you, but like it was totally fine. And you, they just like somehow actually like sued another parent. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like yeah. four feet tall, which I feel yeah, like, but also still like badass the same time you were like fucking that chill four foot tall guy <laughs> i mean i was super fucking chill yeah <laughs> but we're all like ref- kind of reformed stoners because i feel like we all used to hang out and get stoned every fucking day and now we each smoke like one hit every are you talking about the three of us or you and your yes. squad from high school no the three of us oh i yeah, yeah. we're all definitely well, reformed i mean i used to be crazy addicted I don't know if anyone from my squad from high school still smokes weed, so. They're all pretty serious, like lawyers now. Yep. <laughs> Except for me. I mean, you seduced me as a friend with weed, and I was like, who the fuck is this dude just coming over, bringing over an eighth? Like. <laughs> <laughs> and that was very manipulative of me, and I apologize for that. And now we're back to the red table. <laughs> How you peer pressured me. But yeah, I mean, already I feel like this one hit of weed that I did take. And I'm not afraid because stop stigmatizing weed. I'm like definitely enough blazed I need to be from just one hit. Dude, dude Lily, you're not even fucking making sense. <laughs> you're, you're freaking you're out. You're your words. You're paranoid as all fuck. You're shoving combos into your mouth. You need help. You literally need help. It's not cool, dude. This is an uh, office. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I want to talk about also how Seth is, this is the prototype, like the way he talks about hip hop is. I have an, I also have an insight. Please sure. was sort of in the middle of oh, a post. So typically on the podcast, we do <laughs> lap host speak and we do kind of defer to the host. You I, are a guest in the space, both in the queer sense and in the podcast sense. I thought this was like a producer meeting break. <laughs> Oh, no, no I was since pe- resumed the narrative of the pod. <laughs> My bad. That's why you need the red recording light. Yeah, Lily, please continue. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what Sorry. I was saying is this is a little the prototype of like white donor guy who thinks he is like the coolest person on earth for listening to Ice Cube Tribe Called Quest, but also thinks it's ironic a little bit, too. Yeah. Where, like, he thinks he's being hilarious, but he's like, I was fucking driving through Israel, blasting Tribe Called Quest with my mom. How dope is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever? No, Daniel, you famously have never been on Birthright. Uh, no, I refused to go on Birthright because I supported the Palestinian cause from a young age. Fuck yes. Yeah. Put that in your woke little pipe and smoke it, sir. He didn't mention that at all. There's the whole Israel section where he's just like, yeah, like Israel's cool, man. <laughs> I mean, That's I was it. absolutely lolling that I guess like his host mother or whatever in Israel like thought him and his mom were sleeping together. Oh, wait, that was funny. And he was just yeah. like, I put the beds together for you. <laughs> and then they were like, we're not even going to try and explain to this guy that we're not sleeping That's together. Fucking. His mom must be like so milfonia if like. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to pull up some pics. Such a milfonia. I feel like. She's just like probably like a kooky or Milfowitz, as the case Milfowitz. <laughs> um, and his dad is like way more of an activist than him. 
Yeah, his dad was like always like getting angry at like the local rich guy for like having a rich person event. <laughs> and then he like has this whole scene where like the dad like yells at someone and gets in the local news and he was just like, and I looked up to my dad for that. Your dad, I would not say, is a very cantankerous, like... This is another place where activist. our stories kind of diverge. Yeah. <laughs> You're not actually the same person. <laughs> okay, oh, also his dad has Tourette's, which I thought was interesting, and he says that he has mild Tourette's. And then he was like, everyone has Tourette's. Well, I do think that I do kind of have Tourette's, I want I agree. I think you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cool. So we've all, we've, we've all agreed. <laughs> but like, do you think that I have it because I like have twitches or because I talk to myself or like, I don't think I'm twitchy. But I don't you're think not, you're not twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm twitchy. I don't think you're uncontrollably twitchy, but I sometimes see you like with some kind of pent up. Like <laughs> yes, I mean there's a Kramerness to you. <laughs> well, and I was Kramer and Elaine. <laughs> oh, in this in your stoner was, crew. My stoner crew was the Kramer. Okay. I mean, maybe I hit up a specialist. Season three, you're just heavily medicated, <laughs> yeah. no longer with lobotomized. It, the thing about your time to yourself, I know like studies show that like <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Murata. <laughs> They're like, Go ahead, yeah, doctor. actually, if you talk to yourself, you're a genius. And it's like, <laughs> um, but I feel like there's a sense where you don't know sometimes that you are even talking to yourself. Sometimes, though, like, I'll be walking down the street and I'll realize that I'm fully, like, I'm moving my mouth in a way that's, like, very visible, like, in a full conversation way. And then I'm kind of just like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know these people. They're strangers. <laughs> Let them think what they want. <laughs> we have a lot of topics to get through. <laughs> So, okay, I'm glad we settled that. Um, Daniel, how much money did you get at your bar mitzvah? <laughs> Amazing question. <sighs> um, well, I really don't feel comfortable with this question. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my grandma, I remember get, getting immediately going to a store and buying diesel jeans and like a shiny rayon t-shirt with my bar mitzvah money. Yay. I was so excited because I had wanted diesel jeans and my mom was like, $50 for jeans, like... No fucking way. And then you were like, bitch, I'm going to buy 200 jeans. <laughs> were they so yeah. whiskered? Um, I feel like this is a little, this is pre-whiskering. Definitely, I want to say just like a boot, general boot cut. I thought Nothing Diesel kind of invented whiskering, but it was like a general lighter, boot. not. The, but this is like, this would have been like 90. Yeah, because this is like middle school. 97? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that no, is a little bit. 99. You're born in yeah. 89. Your bar mitzvah is when you were 13. Yeah. So, so do the math. Be 2002. Okay. So this is 2002. <laughs> <laughs> it's always anyway. so weird that you're a year younger than us. It's really crazy. <laughs> so they weren't whiskered. But I also went to Ikea and I got a silver bedroom set. What? <laughs> Damn. Like, these were pimp. my awesome pimp bar mitzvah purchases. There's silver something. sheets and duvet? No, 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 like a silver bed frame and a silver desk and a silver. There like... is something very like Balkan immigrant, like <laughs> yeah. new money about that. That that was your like purchase. New like, amazing bed. I want to buy Nine seven piece, piece bed sets <laughs> and shiny shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like not video games, not sneakers, not a cool skateboard, like not something more. Oh, I I bought a drum set. Okay, that is a badass. So sounds like you made a lot of money. Bed set, 
diesel. Okay, so you're drums. not going to actually say the number. You're just going to let us. We do have the to math. do our own math. <laughs> Calculate for inflation. <laughs> Two thousand two price of drum set. Not <laughs> you're like okay, so you got that from Guitar Center, IKEA. Prices at IKEA. We're ordering old IKEA catalogs to see the prices. <laughs> I guess the question is: Is it four or five figures? I feel like total, it's probably five figures. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, but I think a lot of it was just like from my grandma that was just like, you're going to save this. Right. And this <laughs> right. one day. She's giving you like one piece of Apple stock <laughs> and like a bond. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely that vibe. I feel like a lot of little, little, uh, you know, Dave, David's little like Jewish boys are getting like one slip of Apple stock from their grandmother. Um, One thing I want to say about my bar mitzvah experience and how embarrassed I was because my sister was like, yeah, Lily, get ready for seventh grade. Like, you're going to be going to our bar mitzvah every single weekend. Like, get your outfits. And then when I started at BBNN, I got, like, only invited to two. And that's just a pain I carried with me through seventh grade. Yeah. I, like, didn't get invited to anyone's. And would you say that's where your anti-Semitism is rooted? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. That's probably where it started. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Should we talk about the time that Seth Rogen shits his pants? <laughs> oh, like in front of his future wife. Yeah. Is this when he has the crazy whopper? No, no. He gets back from like a bachelor party in Mexico or something. And he like ate lettuce that was washed. 
Oh, and it's like so the classic like Montezuma's Revenge story about how you're not supposed to drink the water and then you do. Yeah, but I think he was like not really experiencing any stomach pain. And then he just like in the morning after he his future wife was like getting ready and he was like, I always walked her to her car every morning. Yeah, the walking to the car was thing was a little random. And, and he kept on saying he, how like, awesome it was that she picked him up from the airport. And then he like was like trying to fart and he just shit his pants like and then he had to walk her to the car and that that's when he knew that he was gonna marry her because he was like one day i'm gonna tell you the story about how i shot my pants while i was walking in the car and you didn't know would you like also keep it a secret and still do your weird like early dating ritual of walking her to the car i mean i've shit my pants while in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> was she there? Uh, no, she wasn't. Okay. Okay. But you eventually told her? Yeah. I don't think I told her right away, but Some I did time. eventually tell her. Do you want to go into the context <laughs> at all? Yeah. And again, okay. not to pry. Okay. Well, um, so my story, it was not Montezuma's Revenge. I was living in Germany and I had eaten, I think I was cooking chicken and i had like not swapped the ingredient the uh, utensils while going from like raw ingredients to tasting oh shit, anyway i got insane uh food poisoning that put me in the hospital for three days oh god <laughs> so it was like really bad and then it was like a full like week later and it was the first time i'd like left the house and i like went over to a friend's house and i was like i'm fine it's been like five days since i was in the hospital for my like raw chicken and then I was like, oh, something's wrong. <laughs> and so I was just like, excused myself from the party and then walking home in the freezing cold Berlin winter, just, it just happened. Outside. Was... So you were, and you were layered up, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Were you wearing long underwear? Absolutely. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. Actually, though, I feel like that's better because then it's not. To be it's TMI dripping in. down. Right. It's so better it's that you like weren't wearing these linen summer pants. <laughs> or like drippy, I feel like Seth, Seth was probably wearing like huge cargoes. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna show yourself, you don't want to be wearing boot cut. Yeah. You don't want this like this no. big flare that everything can just fly out of. Ideally, you actually do want to be in long. You were underwear. dressed for shitting your pants. Did you throw it all out? Yes. I don't think the pants had to go because of the long underwear. Wow. Wow. Okay. Note for winter. Always wear long underwear. In case you shit your <laughs> pants. In case you shit your pants. <laughs> Dope story. <laughs> <laughs> Dope advice. And that's when I fell in love with the country of Germany. So what I do love about this book <laughs> um, is that he is a little bit more honest about like celebrity interactions and he's telling stories about other celebrities that aren't just fawning like praise of them, like that are actually kind of like stories that other celebrities would be embarrassed by. He's not name dropping. He's just like. Dish. He really is he's dishing, kind of dishing. In, a stri- in a straight guy way. It's like if yeah. Janice Dickinson is like, oh, and then I fucked this photographer. He's like, here's the thing, dude. Like Nick Cage is so weird and just tells the story about how Nick Cage like wanted to play like a Caribbean character. <laughs> to do this like Caribbean yeah. accent and like had this whole like Caribbean <laughs> character <laughs> ready to go. And he like does that when he comes over and then they're just sitting there. Wait, does anyone have the scene? I think. Oh, I you guys don't have books. You're just like. Wait, no, I do. I have like notes in my Kindle. 
And so, like, he, I think it's because he, he wants him for the Green Hornet, or is it a different movie? Yeah, I think it's the villain in the Green Hornet. And Nick Cage is just like, I have this amazing. And Amy Pascal, that famous, like, producer. She was the one who got, like, like canceled. Really good friends with Amy Pascal. Yeah, she's the one who, in all those emails, like, said that Angelina Jolie was a monster and was just, like, <laughs> such, it's, like, so impossible to work with. And <laughs> yeah. was just like, ugh, like, I can't deal with, like, Angie's bullshit anymore. Um, I mean, she sounds really fabulous. Um, yeah, but it no. sounds like her and Seth are pretty good friends, and he is always, like, kind of deferring to her and her judgment. And she does kind of, like, rule him with an iron fist. Yeah, this book surprised me the way where it's, like, I thought he wasn't really, he didn't tell, like, any stories about freaks and geeks or, like, knocked up. It was much more of, like, the production side where he was, like, yeah, and then, like, we met with this action star. And then, like, Tom Cruise was a fucking weirdo. There was, like, like, no transition to success. It was just, like, he was just in high school, like, being a stand-up comedian. And then it was, like, he moved to L.A. And then it was, like, jump 10 years later. And he's, like, meeting with Tom Cruise. Okay, wait. Here's the scene with There was no, like, big break moment. So, like, Amy Pascal, like, has him come over. And she's just being, like, you need to be in the cage. If he can be in this movie, then the movie's going to, like, do really well in Asia because, like, he tests really well and he's, like, a huge star. So, like, you have to cast him in this movie and, like, give him whatever he wants. And so they meet. And he's, like, and he's telling this in, like, a very, like, straightforward way. He's like, Cage just goes, all right, this is how I picture it. You're the Green Hornet, and you're tied up, and I'm dumping pig's blood on you in some, like, creepy voodoo ritual. (laughs) And Seth is like, keep in mind there's no scene in the screenplay that even remotely resembles this. But honestly, maybe there should have been. Then he did it. Cage, in a Jamaican-sounding accent. Hello. Wait. I just went to British. Wait. Hello, Green Hornet. Wagman. When you wear this mask, came on. When this be, man. Why you hide in your face, man? I'll kill you, Ornit. He stopped and stood there as if he was expecting a rapturous round of applause. There wasn't. Everyone looked to me to say something. You doing this accent, by the way? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's not what we were picturing. Uh? Nick was visibly devastated by the lack of enthusiasm. And it quickly got very awkward. And then he like, so then he like obviously doesn't do the movie and like doesn't sign on. And then like three years later, me- like sets up this whole meeting at a restaurant with him and then just accuses him of telling James Franco about this idea and therefore that's how like James Franco got his idea for his character in Spring Breakers. Yeah. Which like absolutely makes no sense at all. Because no, James and Franco doesn't so... do a Jamaican accent <laughs> in Spring Breakers. Also, it's just so completely insane. Nick Cage is just at home spiraling that like Seth Rogen sold his idea to James Franco. I mean, that actually does make a lot of sense that Nick Cage I mean, is He's so like emotional paranoid. and he's just there being like, oh. But you know what it also reminded me of is remember how that insane movie, The Counselor, that originally Cameron Diaz's character has a Bahamanian accent and they no. had to dub the entire movie afterwards because they were like, this is insane. And this <laughs> movie's already, that's the movie where she fucks a car, remember? <laughs> and it's like with Michael Fassbender. Oh, yes. It, she fucks that movie's the, oh completely my God, insane. That movie's insane. And it's about just like a drug cartel. It's like so random and it's, yes. it's very like, so I'm sure when like so many Razzies. How much would you pay to see the undubbed? I would kill <laughs> yeah. to see the original of her doing this heavy Bahamian accent throughout the entire film. Okay, to our white hat hacker listeners, please uh, break into Sony and find the undubbed version. White hat? I thought that was like, oh, that's white helmets. What's white hat? I was, oh, that's a white hat Syria. is like a, okay. a white hat is like a good hacker. Okay. And a, and a, oh, and a black hat is like that movie with um. It's a bad hacker. Robert Pattinson. Black hat? Yeah. Is that about hacking? I think I, it is. I haven't seen it. 
Okay, well, we'll fact check that later. Um, I wanted to talk about this part where he's being so Tiger King and saying it's like fucked up to abuse animals, but I want to call him out for being like a hypocrite. Um, do you guys know what part I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lily. <laughs> when does he abuse animals? Oh, you mean like on set? No, he right, well- <laughs> like has a movie where he like hires this tiger trainer and the and he like ends up the tigers were like treated badly and he ends up like this tiger trainer is not in business anymore and he like goes on such a thing and like how it's so fucked up to like be this evil tiger trainer but he is being so hollywood in this like interaction where he's like is needing tigers for his movie and like right to the trainer right. he's being like dude just tell me it's gonna be safe and then obviously the guy is just like lying to him right and it's like well you business. wrote a tiger into a film and like you're the reason that this guy like has a business so and then you're putting tigers in a movie which makes like so many more like whatever like badass nick cages like want to adopt a tiger and be so just <laughs> right. a beaver and like have a monkey <laughs> as a pet that they like forget about and, and like dies like in an airplane wing or something. And then he regretted it and he donated, uh, quote, a large sum of money to an anti-tiger to just like foundation. I mean, the thing about anti-tiger foundations is <laughs> this is what Tiger King revealed is that it's like it's the same exact thing. It's just a different zoo that calls itself a sanctuary. It's just like still a zoo, y'all. So you're calling out animal sanctuaries as zoos. I'm calling out Carol Baskins as being like yes. no different than Tiger King. Who on the homepage of my new Discovery Plus subscription has her own show about trying to shut down like Tiger Kings. I bet Seth Rogen is gonna like produce lock hers. arms with her and produce her because he's such a champion of like tiger's rights and female well, tiger's rights. I was jealous because he mentions meeting Marcel, the monkey from Friends. Oh, that is a kind of a dream meeting. <laughs> I know. But then he made it sound so scary. Is Marcel still alive? I'm sure Marcel has passed by now. Wait, what? why was it scary? Because the trainer was like, if you laugh, the monkey will bite your nose off. Okay, so as a listener of the pod, I've noticed that you said all celebrities talk about how skinny they were as a kid. Yeah. And Seth yeah. Rogen does not. There is a part where he's just being like, I was such a like puny shrimp and these other guys, like when he talks about like being so scared or like walking on the train tracks and how people are going to beat him up and shit. But he was saying he was like big. He was like, I was taller than everyone and I was chubby. But he was being like, I was weirdly amazing at karate. Yeah, I guess maybe you're that's... right. Okay, no, he doesn't actually, he isn't actually being like, I'm so thin and tall and tiny. But and... maybe there's like this straight guy version of instead of being like, I was so t- like skinny and awkward. He's just being like, I guess I was randomly just like oh, really good at karate and really good at fighting and just like <laughs> so random. I'm just like really strong and just like a karate. Yeah, he does do the same where he's like, uh, and it turns out, dude, the type of like karate I was learning was like so much crazier. And he's like, my like, my teacher was mm, a fucking the most badass dude I've ever met. Um, and he like, it's a much more like no rules karate that he learns, which is like his teacher was like, go for the eyes, like do everything where I feel like some karates are a little more. What belt did you get to Lily? I think I got to purple or blue. Is that good? It's like you're not in. This is one of my biggest regrets that I didn't keep on because I feel like I would have been black belt by now. 
if I like stayed with it. years later, you just got your back I love off. the idea of you at this just like fully children's dojo. <laughs> and it's all these 13-year-olds doing their like black belt ceremony. And you're just like, <gasps> <laughs> finally getting black belt at no. 35. No, I think it would have happened later at the, at the process, at the speed I was going through. I feel like I was at the end. I was like six belts in. And then I feel like there's five belts in the middle. Well, it's I not could have too late. been someone. Could have been. Could have been a fighter. Well, there is could karate lessons. I saw a sign for karate lessons in the basement of my apartment building. That you take in the basement. I I guess basement so. living, like, girlfriend yeah, not, not having, karate taking, black belt finally achieving at forty, <laughs> and it's me with like all these eight year olds. <laughs> Well, Seth Rogen just got into pottery at 39, and therefore I think it's not too late for you to uh, to pursue that. Pursue karate. This belt. Um, have you guys seen, what do you guys think of his vases, his pottery? I mean, they're very current. I mean, it's like all, you know, the, the pastels. I like, like them. The, the, I, I, the pattern was actually a little less minimal than I thought. I was a little bit pleasantly surprised. Like the, the, the busyness of the like terrazzo on the... It's not giving Pier 1. No, it's not giving Pier 1 for sure. Um, but again, it's, comp- I mean, he has just like, he hired some graphic designers and like branding people who work on this stuff all the time. So you don't think that's his like from his heart? Oh, you think that it's, he, makes? he has a whole no. fucking team? It's of not like, coming from his. Has, of course wow, I guess I'm so naive. You are so jaded. Why can't this big Jewish stoner make authentic pottery? Thank you, Daniel. What do you mean? It's not inauthentic just because he has like two agencies like working on this brand. <laughs> I mean, I think for his weed brand, there's definitely like so many marketing agencies and so many students yes. like deciding what word. That's what I was talking about. I was talking about like oh. his, like like he just came out with like an ashtray and like a rolling tray and like a uh, like a bong and like a paper dispenser and it's all of this just like very you know. Oh yeah, that has two agencies. Palette. I was talking about he posts just like plant. over the last year he was just posting his like I'm learning pottery. Oh okay, yeah. I mean that is more whatever like divorce <laughs> wine mom fine <laughs> can have his pottery moment. I guess yeah, I don't think he's lying about that. Okay. <laughs> We were talking about two different things. Okay, okay heard, heard. That got tense. <laughs> Miscommunication on his projects. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm talking about the commercial brand that yes. he is like rolling right. out. That right absolutely now. is like yes. so many awesome, they're blazing which so is a, hard. Which is, as he describes it, a lifestyle brand rooted in cannabis. Obviously this book, but I didn't realize like, yeah, like how many chapters were just going to be a full chapter about like him and his friend getting lost in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> like a totally epic story where like somebody's crazily high and then I had to tell the waiter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then everyone's totally fine at the end. And then it's, yeah, it's also like, I mean, straight guys all have like a thing where they go to Amsterdam and they're just like, dude, and she pulled a dildo out of the closet. <laughs> and it's really like, yeah, I guess that happens. I mean, did you have anything crazy happen to you in Amsterdam? Um, well, we went to Amsterdam together. Yeah, and it wasn't so like I don't 
I don't like think anything did. happened. <laughs> Wait, it wasn't like you guys ate a magical cookie and then like <laughs> met a sex worker, which again is a cool thing to do. Um, <laughs> which I totally support. <laughs> oh, yeah. But this way he was like, uh, porn is cool. But then he was like, and I, but then he was kink shaming. <laughs> however, oh, not, oh, however, all when, porn like, is step, stepsis. Yeah. It's step related. I mean, that is a lot of the porn that I'm seeing. It's all of the porn. And then again, just being like, and it's not cool that the word oriental is used a lot in porn <laughs> titling. <laughs> and it's like, do you even need to be interjecting this, Seth? You're yeah, I again, I'm like, is that him? Is that the editor? I kind of feel like it's Seth. No, I definitely think it's him. You know, he's a very, he's a I mean, it's also as guy. to be like the stoner total straight guy. stoner, dude. You have to kind of prove yourself a little more extreme to be this yeah. feminist than yeah. like... Since he is like he doesn't want to be like such Fred Durst bros Woodstock '99, right? Is Fred Durst famously like not a feminist? <laughs> I would noted say so. Not yeah, no, no, it's not feminist. Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think she's just meaning like you know in the past stoner culture it was a total boys club right, right. boys club guys listen to Limp Biscuit I mean like yeah what a stupid whore like let's smoke more and he's <laughs> trying to be like <laughs> it's a little rhyme I made up <laughs> stupid, stupid whore, whore smoke, smoke more stupid whore smoke more um, yeah but you know his like his his sort of like banal observations on porn were were amusing and kind yeah. of a in a nice way, I was just like, oh, I could even be reading a McSweeney's article right now. No, like, Sutherland Rogan, do be a comedian. I was lolling at this book. Yeah, we like, talking I about was... how just, like, the opening credits for Cum Dumpsters 2 had, like, a, a 9-11, like, in memoriam <laughs> oh, yeah. note. And that's our generational divide, that he was, like, just too old to have internet porn. Yeah. And it was, like, this whole saga for them to, like track down a right. playboy and it's just like and I then he had can't. this wet playboy that i'd like when oh he that was so like, funny drying out him... the wet playboy calling it um porn jerky <laughs> yeah i i mean i really love <laughs> these <at> individual that. <laughs> pages it's a good metaphor some good writing in here yeah funny stuff so yeah you know funny book he's a funny guy celebrity book club Do you want to hit this segment ball? Yeah. <laughs> what does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live, live. man? Well, I hope she fucking smokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does she eat? Dude, fucking eat everything. <laughs> uh, okay, I did see the Dave episode of the Dave Chang show with where Seth, they go to eat Chinese food in Vancouver. Wow. Oh, Hanuk heterosexuality. <laughs> well, except remember Tina and Sarah from Vancouver, but getting bomb Vancouver Chinese food. David Chang. I mean, it was. What, I don't think Seth. I don't. I don't think Tegan and Sarah really take away from David Chang and Seth Rogen's <laughs> performance of heterosexuality by nature of them being Canadian. <laughs> How could they be straight? There's. I know two gay two, Canadians. Two small. No, no. I was. I had another point, region. but it, I thought you were saying getting Chinese food in Vancouver is so strange. I just mean for their for their genre of man. I think that totally. is totally a, a very strange thing to do. 
Well, wait, w- was there some insight onto what he eats? Because I just feel like he's a kind of an Aziz. Like, he's just like, a, give me everything. Like, let me have the triple stack burger. I felt like he was a little less that than I thought he was going to be. And I feel like the exciting place he took David Chang to was like to get fresh donuts at the Fisherman's Oh, Bros. well, that's mm. so stoner to be like, he's much more bacon, maple, chai donut than he is, I think, like pork, char siu dumplings or well i guess my other question to this is and as someone of jewish um dietary experience you know this but is he a afraid of dairy and a afraid of spicy things he definitely i feel like doesn't he say that oh wait in the beginning of the book he talks about how he was allergic to like wheat soy dairy yeah he his parents didn't let him eat but that was because they like, like heard from some weird doctor that he shouldn't have like a, a weird list of things because he had some like allergic reaction or no something. no because it caused his ADD or oh something. yeah like was so milk was like caused his ADHD yeah that was just like of some random like absolute like Marion Williamson like quack <laughs> that they that they just like listened to briefly in his childhood but I don't think that's actually I feel like he does not eat dairy just like a normal Jewish young man is probably has some lactose issues yeah like I feel like he does love in like a man way a braised meat, but I also feel like he's like less snobby than as Naziz type. Like he's For less sure. like we need to try out this new restaurant. But he gets the jalapeno whopper, so that's why I don't think he's afraid of spicy food. Then he famously like has a seizure on a plane, but it's actually just him like falling asleep and kind of sweating, <laughs> yeah. and they like weirdly call like the medical emergency team to arrive with a wheelchair when the plane lands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the kid's vibe is like through the terminal. Forgetting that he like can't do spicy a little bit. Like, yeah, and then just be like, oh, why did I do this to myself? Do you think that his house is very stocked in like a normal celebrity way where they have, they're taking the cereal out of the cereal box and putting it in a big plastic Mm. airtight bin and the pantry has like six bins of like frosted Cheerios, honey nut Cheerios, like frosted mini wheats. I feel like he's eating healthy these days. You know what I mean? He's in that that GQ spread. He's like, he's getting up in age. Definitely now he's like, Drinking a juice and being like, can't believe I'm fucking doing this, dude. Um, yeah, to me, it's like he still has his stoner snacks, but maybe they're getting a little weirder and like a little more Daniel, actually. Like, I found in my cabinet that portobello jerky, Daniel, that you bought, which is so random. But that was kind of, I bought that as a laugh. I guess I, you bought that. Oh, I still haven't tried that. I don't think that he's as adventurous as we are. I just want to say, like, A, he's not as a foodie as we are. He's not as pretentious. And I don't think he's like cares about restaurants as much. But like B, wow, I don't think that I don't think that he's being so like, oh, this is a really interesting new snack. Like we're always excited by new snacks and new flavors of yeah. chips. And like I think that that element of his stonerdom has has like disappeared. I guess I meant his wife is probably stalking with some weird like Seth, try these cacao chips. Do you think she's, she's trying just... to get him off the stuff? <laughs> yeah. Like off I the mean, Cheetos? you think that every wife in the world is trying to get their husband to try cacao chips. <laughs> I mean, he did say that he's been the same weight since 2008. Same. And people keep telling him that he lost a bunch of weight. And he's like, I can't decide if that's like a compliment or an insult. <laughs> Wait, like the part where he realizes that his friend had cancer because he's just like, he looked like shit all the time. And we always made fun of him. He always had like yellowing skin and was always like his back was hurting. Turns out he had this crazy spinal tumor. 
Okay, when I read that, I was like, okay, I need to go to the doctor because so my yeah. back is always hurting. And no, I was terrified. My skin is looking a little... No, I know. My skin has been, like, so bad lately. I was like, oh, cool. So I actually do have cancer. I'm less spiral. Oh, you feel great. Oh, Lily doesn't have cancer. Oh, congratulations. Oh, the one person on the pod without cancer. <laughs> Must be all the weed you're smoking. Well, my cancer risk actually was just heavily reduced. So maybe that's why Fuck I'm on a high. Okay, Hell I'm yeah. getting top surgery tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does she wear? She um, wear, I mean, now he is being, cardigans. I mean, he's wearing like an eco yeah. Friendly hoodie, like at home. That's like pale. But pink. he no. But he's more just like dude, like kind of like not totally into like hype clothing, but like almost hype, halfway yeah. there. But like, he's a little bit seventies. I mean, post this GQ shoot, it was suddenly everyone was like, "Uh, excuse me, I didn't realize Seth man was zaddy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like that day that came out. My feed was just like uh, everyone zaddy, being like, yes. "Seth Rogen, so hot." I mean, like GQ is just no like, let's put Jonah Hill before. and Seth Rogen in different 70s looks with tinted sunglasses, and it made people horny. And I think that, yeah, he has like a Pendleton shirt, and like, I think maybe yes. like some, you know, streetwear brand, like, what's that brand? Like, Chinatown Market is sending him like some long sleeves, and then or he's maybe like, like a Noah. Yeah, Noah is absolutely sending him like some pants, and he's just like, yeah, th- cool. these are cool. Yeah, sure. He's, I mean, he's being very twee. Like, yeah. And he's wearing like loafers. Yeah, he like just got into loafers and he was like, oh, these are kind of comfy. Yeah. But I don't think he's not, he's not being Jonah Hill where he's just being like, dude, I fucking love what Noah is doing this season. Like, no, just, yeah, like, he's not dropping being like, fucking like this Lanvin jersey is like yeah. epic. I feel like he's getting the clothes and it's a little more in the way that like, he had wow, th- th- this is a really nice sweater, huh? <laughs> I guess there is a difference between an $800 sweater and a $200 sweater. Okay, I feel like this thing happened. Do you remember when Adam Sandler kind of had like some GQ shoots surrounding um, uncut gems? And he was doing like kind of 70s Italian style. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was like, leather blazer. Adam yeah. Sandler zaddy. And then there was this moment he went to like one award show and he kept wearing that. And everyone was like, oh, I guess he's going to have good style now. And then it was like one week later, he was back to, to just, just like, like gym shorts, huge carbs, just like shorts. yeah. So I feel like this thing happens when you, as a man, when you get styled for a photo shoot, where mm-hmm. you can just be like, "This is now my style." Seth Rogen is in that period where he's being like, "I am wearing cool twee seventies cardigans, and that is my style. Yeah, I am a style icon." And he's getting styled for the houseplant shoot, and like yes. when those clothes run out, he may just go back to just like comfy t-shirt with a cool yeah no and i think like unsupervised like he may absolutely go back to a t-shirt with but as we said he's smart so he could maybe he'll go twee forever and age gracefully into a age twee stoner into a 70s stoner who would you rather jonah seth are you kidding is that a joke no (laughs) i guess you really are you blind i mean obviously it's seth yeah Okay, yeah. careful you say Jonah's very sensitive. I know he's sensitive. I'm just like, Seth is objectively hotter. Right, I guess some people like would, though, out there. I don't know. Okay, who just... would you rather, Beanie Fettelstein or Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> <laughs> Monica. <laughs> Monica. Monica. We know the work she does. <laughs> though Beanie actually is a lesbian, so... 
Your chances are slightly higher. My chances are higher are <laughs> getting Fanny Fiddlestein. <laughs> Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Okay, how does he love? I think... Do you I'm, think he's so, like, now that he's so, like, I think so, he's like, kind I of low to, bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, I was, because I was about mm-hmm. to say Koi Pond. I feel like he is in this Fucking way of him. awesome dudes. Like, Embracing, like, his, like, you know, more millennial, more branded stonerism is, like, stoner is about being calm. Like, stoner is about being minimal and Japanese and, like. I was going to say, I'm getting a Japanese vibe, and I feel like he has this amazing pool, and he's just like, yup, I mean, pretty studio, dope. Yeah. Pottery studio. Say that he does not have a Buddha. No Buddha. Like he just is. A, he's there, oh. but just in a different way. He definitely does not. Like have someone, a Buddha. like the decorator, yeah. is being like, "Do you want this Buddha?" And I like, think he said, with the nah, dude, bomb? Nah, well, dude. I'm sure he's actually being like, "I actually don't think that's pretty like culturally sensitive <laughs> yeah. for me, so I'm gonna pass." <laughs> but thanks, though. I mean, he would have, like, an, a fucking awesome sword that he got on a trip to Japan. But, yeah, I mean, that, I feel like it's, you know, he has some, like, comfortable it is stoner stuff, but it's, like, muted colors. I feel like he's always on a low couch, leaning over a low table, rolling a joint on tasteful pottery. Yeah. Yes. That's low, it. Low, 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 low. I almost but feel like he would have, like, the house we would like the most. I know. No, I'm like any... picturing my dream house right now. I'm just like this Same, really I fucking know. cool like sunken living room, like mid-century Japanese, Japanese Los Angeles. The home. sunken mm-hmm. is like carpeted, and then but it's, it's like, still it's... cozy. It's not so cold and minimal in this way. It's like it's a tie between his house and Ulysses S. Grant's house. <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> yeah. that house was cozy AF, dude. Fire roaring, man! Like the dope motherfuckers. Because I do, and I think that he's left a lot of the original, like you know, those LA houses where it's just like yeah, like the they have the mid-century brick fireplaces, like kind of the focal point of the center and it's like I think that's still the original brick like he didn't do such a like you know Tarek and Christina makeover of like painting it white and like with I could see people coming over and they're like showing him ideas and his wife and he's like dude no yeah that part of the house is awesome why would I ever get rid of that I have this fucking sick bar from the 60s like I feel like James Bond why would I change this (laughs) Okay, he's our best friend. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love, you, Seth. love Seth. Okay, um, who is thou in the book? Well, Daniel, you're Seth. I'm, maybe I'm you're Seth. Seth. <laughs> you're giving Seth. Um, are you? I mean, I feel like I have definitely Seth energy to me sometimes. I don't right, think well, I'm Seth as is spoken for. <laughs> Sounds like you're Miss Lauren over here, like throwing cacao nibs at everyone. <laughs> Hey guys, you want to try this? <laughs> I don't know. Or are you? No, you're the evil. Um, am I the evil rich man in Vancouver that his dad like yells at? <laughs> oh yeah, and then like, I mean, honestly, you're a little more vibe of maybe like the dad. Or am I Amy Pascal being like, just fucking take the meeting? <laughs> right. Nick Cage does really well overseas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he wants to do Jamaican accent. You're hiring him. Uh, not to put you in a box even but did you think he said the word gay in this book once i didn't necessarily read it (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember him ever talking about gay people which is cool finally maybe he's just never met a gay person and that's fine that's all right yeah i mean canadians are all a little bit gay and so maybe it's just like he doesn't even think it's that big of a deal 
I was trying to think what gay person he would have even like been talking about. Oh my god, so. you know was okay. You know who you are, Lily. You're him. You're Seth and the friend. That moment when they're walking with the other friend and like the, the guy's gonna beat them up on the train tracks, oh. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he's like, "Will you guys help me?" And they're just like, "Nope," <laughs> and they just keep walking. Wow, red table. You think I'm that like disloyal? I think that you would absolutely not uh, fight. <laughs> you would absolutely walk away from a fight. I mean, randomly, she's actually really good at karate. Yeah, they have like a black belt. But well, also, I guess I'm just saying I've never really seen you bust out that lavender belt or whatever. <laughs> the lavender karate <laughs> belt. Okay, I think, okay, this would happen to me, though, where I'd be, like, hanging out with someone I found kind of annoying in high school, but, like, couldn't admit it, and then I would ditch at, like, yeah, last minute. Absolutely. The but if the it last was one of my Dipperella. close friends... I would stay. Well, it wasn't fight. a close friend, but I that's mean, what I'm saying. So, if it was someone I thought was annoying, I would be like, "Um, weird. I have to go do homework. Bye." The way I just don't even think you would, even if it was a close friend. Like someone's coming to beat me up. You're like putting up your dukes. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it, is it like a huge man? If it was, you know what I mean. No. Well. <laughs> Oh, so it's like a seven-year-old girl comes to beat me up. You're like, yeah, I'd fucking take her on. I feel like you were once beaten up by a pair of women. I was. Yes. Well, there was some women in one one of the many times that I've been assaulted. There was a gang of teens, and I think it was a man who punched me. But there were several girls um, with him. So it's not. If, I think Lily's question is valid. Yeah. What? Of, oh, like you know, yeah. Beating yes, you and up. in that situation, you would have run. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I listen. I give this book honestly. I'll give it like three and a half puffs of a joint. Like, there's some fun essays in here. Skip around, like I, it, you know, I, I would. It was not a slog by any means. Um, it wasn't brilliant. Maybe three out of five. I'm giving it three point three out of five bong rips, just because like I was actually like audibly loling at parts. Um, it also has that vibe where you can just pick it up from any chapter, which is kind of yes. fun. You know, I love that in a book. So that's cool. And the audio is fun. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I wasn't like crying laughing, but I was definitely laughing. I'm giving it 420. No. Yes. Nothing but nut. Uh, well, listen, Dan, thank you so much for coming Seriously, on our dude. little podcast. It was honestly a privilege. Such a joy and a pleasure um, to have you move from friend to colleague. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug for our listeners? Um, you've got a lot of techno heads in the audience, so make it count. Uh, <laughs> nothing comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> no upcoming gigs that might be happening in like three weeks or something. I oh, yeah. On December 18th, come to nowadays. Huge. The way people are flipping through their little notebooks right now, being like circling the 18 with a sharpie. Um, and where can it can follow you at physical therapy? Just like all the all the spots, you know. Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Band Support artists, Bandcamp Band Day, Band Friday. Okay, all Band proceeds go to artists, but um, yeah. 90% of proceeds go to local. Buy artists, Daniel's funds. album Car Culture or stream it, dude. It's available on Spot to Fizzle. Um, I blasted yes. vinyl side because I'm old school like that, and it's a pretty cool album. Okay. Yeah, not everyone can afford um, a vinyl player. <laughs> just maybe be a little bit mindful of that. Um, yeah. And Daniel and you... did did escort me nicely to the purchase of my record player, so I wasn't murdered. Where Where did you buy it on the train tracks in, a, in Vancouver? In, basically, in a parking lot in Masspeth. 
<laughs> Scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and okay. I don't even have a black belt. So. Wow. And you yeah. were a supportive friend in that situation. And there you were, terrified, Lily. I wasn't terrified, dude. Anyway, look, Daniel, awesome sauce. Epic, epic. Awesome. Epic to you guys. Next week, we are reading. No reservations. It's no reservations. That. We are reading the iconic book Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. Because um, it's fucking heterosexual month here. At <laughs> yeah. You've had enough chicks, okay? Time for guy stuff. Um, man the fuck up. Read along or don't. Um, get a get baguette. Into restaurant mode. Fuck a chef. Fuck in the walk-in freezer. Okay. Um, if you are a Patreon subscriber, stick around for the VIP lounge. If you are not a Patreon subscriber, get go yourself to s- the fuck to Patreon.com. Literally get on the goddamn list. Go to Patreon.com slash CBC the pod for five bucks a month. You will get access to a secret segment every single week. That is a ton of extra content every month. And honey, mm. it's a great deal. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club. Hello, hello out there in Radio Land. Hello, Seattle. Welcome to WCWWCBCXYTGS. It is so beautiful to be here on another slamming Thursday morning, 5 a.m. traffic on the I-7 all the way out to Tacoma. I hope you have packed a goodie bag of gorp because you're going to be digging into it as you sit in traffic, ladies, on the way to your amazing job at a laboratory. It is 63 degrees, but looks like we got some rain coming in, which is a good thing that you're going to be going into Microsoft or Amazon or a lab or any of the tech companies. Oh, look, it looks like we got an accident on, um, <laughs> wait, what's the famous Seattle? What, roadway? Landmark. <laughs> no, the that Space landmark. Needle? The Space Needle. The Space <laughs> Needle has fallen and <laughs> we got a big accident. So, Oh, you're you- Dak. You're real I'm Jack. Okay, no, that's too far. City's fallen. I mean, ultimately, it's an uninhabited structure, so it's okay. It's not like there's a ton of office workers in there. Right. That's why I thought it'd be kind of a safe joke to make. Totally safe joke. Doesn't evoke 9-11 at all. No, not at all. Um, Hello, Club Kids. Welcome hello, to Club Kids. Welcome to all the that v- secret I- segment. Hello, VIP Lounge. Welcome to the VIP Lounge. Um, where all the nastiness really goes down and we can finally let our hair down and tell you what we really think. I'm almost afraid for how crazy this is going to get. We're going to talk about our first topic is names. Um. <laughs> okay, so this came, this came up because I, we were talking about a name. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking to you're someone. You're a single gal in All right, don't, you're City. giving too much information, Lily. That was just a taste of this week's VIP Lounge. To hear the rest of that segment and get another Just Like It every week, go to patreon.com slash cbcthepod and sign up now for only $5 a month. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. Show is produced by Meg Murnane with editorial support from. Fu- wait, fuck. Um, <laughs> wait, fuck. What is his name? Shit. 
Dude, he's the man. Um, Leon. Leon. Dude, I cannot pronounce your last name, and I'm not even going to fucking try, but you are the man. Andrew Parsons, my dog from literal middle school. Um, and then that new girl. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Um, she's so fucking cool. Um, our production manager is this dope-ass chick, um, Persia Verlin. Like, I don't know, like, what her vibe is, but, like, she walks in a room and you're like, okay, I, this is, like, the most badass chick I've ever met. Um, uh, original theme song by yours truly. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. And honestly, like, I'm working on a project with them right now, and... They're just super chill to work with. Like, I would recommend them if you ever have any, like, graphic design shit. Because, like, yeah, sorry. Like, I'm, you know, what I, I, you know, I'm good at some stuff. But, like, I can't do graphic design. These fucking guys, like, do it. Like, they just fucking do it. It's crazy. They're magicians. Like, I'm like, okay, you're fucking Merlin over here. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I know that shit is fucking toxic. Do it anyway. At CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. Um, oh, and fucking go to our Patreon too. It's uh, it's also CBC the Pod. You're gonna get extra shit, extra segments every week. And um, honestly, if you're like me and you just fucking love content, dude, it's a it's a fucking it's a good deal. Um, so rock out with your fucking cock out. I love the shit out of you. See you soon. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.